Hi, and welcome back to Just Ask the Question. I am your host, Brian Karam, and with me today is a, a, a fellow devotee of trivia on Monday nights. <laughs> Harry Dunn. That's, that's accurate. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> Harry Dunn is a Capitol uh, a police uh, officer who was involved in the January 6th insurrection, testified before Congress and courts. And, uh, and, and uh, by the way, you're my mother's favorite cop on the planet. So I'll get that out of the way right now. Oh, I love, oh, I love her then. Man, you hold it back, man. <laughs> so Harry's going to be with us and talk a little bit about the insurrection and the coming problems and the pushback from the uh, far right. Stick around. We'll be right back. In this modern age of misinformation and deceit, Just Ask the Questions newsletter cuts through the BS and gets to the truth with Brian's in-depth articles, columns, and exclusive content not released anywhere else. Get the scoop and stay in the know. Sign up for the Just Ask the Question newsletter now at substack.com slash J-A-T-Q podcast. Hi, we are back. It's just asked the question. I'm I am your host, Brian Cameron. With me is Harry Dunn, a Capitol Police officer who was at the insurrection on January 6th. And uh, Harry, I guess I want to catch up from uh, catch us up as you sip that bourbon. And and I'll and yes, I'll, yes, I'll, indeed. I'll toast you with mine. Well, good to be back with you. It's it's been a while. Uh, but um, you know, January 6th, you know, I was one of many, and I I, I oh I can never state that point enough. I'm just one of many. Um, I just happen to be continuing to tell my story and not let up on the gas. Uh, I'm like that nagging girlfriend that keeps bringing up old shit, you know. Um, <laughs> but that, and that's that, that's that, <laughs> but that's how I am with January 6th. I'm just I'm not going to shut up until there's been justice and resolve. But uh, on that day, you know. Um, I, I was attacked along with my coworkers. Um, I, I was doing the best that I could to 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 help officers who had already been attacked. Um, get them decontaminated, get them their eyes flushed out, um, stop the bleeding. In some cases, hell, get them safely to a, a an ambulance so they can you know be transported and get medical help. Um, that day, I was uh, I I testified in the Oath Keepers trial that they said that they were defending me um, in between when I was keeping them from, well, I was in between them and the Speaker of the Houses, Nancy Pelosi's at the time, um, wing of the Capitol. Um, I, I talked about, you know, <laughs> speaking about the race thing, you know, I, I was called racial um, terms. And it's so crazy that, you know, people have said that I made January 6th all about race, which is really, which is really bizarre to me. Because I testified for close to four hours before the January 6th committee. And I probably 
my my me talking about my racial experience probably lasted about six or seven minutes, if that. And um for out of four hours. And they said that I was making January 6th all about race, which is insane to me. Um, and because I've been attacked before, let me go ahead and say that um no on, on the on the record again and again and again I don't believe January 6th was about race period however well wait I shouldn't say I should say comma however <laughs> there were a lot of racist people there and that is my stance on it and you know sorry if you don't whatever it's not you it's not for you to agree with or disagree with this is what I experienced this is what some of my coworkers experienced and that's the end of it let me just ask the question. I was there. You were there. I have seen incredible amounts of pushback from Donald Trump about how it was just uh, a peaceful walk in the woods and how we're making out it out to be more than it was. And it's the BLM and the Antifa and those movements that are violent and that the people on January 6th were just good patriots. How the question I have to ask you is and, and I know how I would answer it, but I'd like yours. <laughs> when you hear Donald Trump say that, what comes to mind, and, and how do you react to it? Well, I, to put it bluntly, that dude doesn't even believe half the shit he says. Um, so, <laughs> so I mean, just to, just to put it bluntly, he he he's full of it, and he knows it. The problem is that his followers don't know it. Um, he knows it. He knows it's crap. He knows it's a way to make money. He knows, like he, you know, let's keep, let's go back to that statement. He said that he can go in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and not lose yeah. any followers. And he's doing that metaphorically now. Um, well, so do you and, worry about this country because of that? I mean, is or do you? I've been worried. I've been worried about it since then. Uh, uh since before, you know, because of that. Um. You know, it, it's it's really unfortunate that this is where we are now. Um, it's so many people just don't believe facts. And that's kind of like that's been their their spin from day one. Um, I mean, hell, look what Kellyanne Conway said on his inauguration day. Alternative facts. You know, like, like from, from day one, from day one, that has been their agenda um, to not be completely honest and transparent about stuff. Um, and that's kind of all that I, I only care about in this. I only care about the facts and that's what, that's all that matters to me. Well, there's, you know, a, another side of this is that people feel, you know, and I've heard this comment many times over the last few months and even a trivia on Monday night from strange people that I don't know, but, uh, but <laughs> basically that, that the country is unraveling, that Donald Trump started something and that the country is unraveling. And you hear the president of the United States, Joe Biden, say we are at an inflection point in this country, but he has hope. Uh, so I guess I, I I guess we are at an inflection point. I guess it's true to say that some some in some ways it's unraveling, but do you have hope? Let's let's, let's think of, let's take a step back for a second. Joe Biden won the election by what, seven million, eight million votes or whatever. So even 8 million is a lot of people, right? But not in the grand scheme of all the Americans in the... So let's, I mean, yo, although Joe Biden won by that many, Donald Trump got 70-some million votes. I mean, like, that's a lot, man. 74 million votes. So let's not let's not discredit that small percentage of people, which, 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 which I believe the right, the extreme right is trying to do. 
they're trying to act like if you're not with us, then you're against us. Yeah. So it's kind of like, so you said we're at an inflection point. Is this really, we got to think about it now. Is this really the United States of America? I mean, it's more like the divided States of America. It's nothing united about America at this point in time where we're at. So yes, yeah, it may be. Duke, but other than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, no, but, but no, <laughs> no, but no, but no, I mean, so yeah, we're at an inflection point, but you know, we gotta, we gotta be honest with ourselves as Americans. Maybe we all don't, we all don't have the same morals. What, what is an American value? You know, it used to be American values meant, you know, not supporting Russia. Right. You know, but look, and we can't even agree for all. We can't even agree on that, you know? We can't even agree on that. The Pledge of Allegiance. I was just thinking about some of the things the Pledge of Allegiance starts thinking about all the words that are in there that actually mean nothing. Where we're at now, they should mean something, but people aren't. It sucks. We're not one nation under God, indivisible. We're extremely divisible right now. We're extremely, we're, this nation is 100% divided. And do I have hope? I, I, I don't know. I want to have hope. Hope is the only thing that keeps you going. If you don't have hope, then what else? You're just waiting for the inevitable, right? Hope right. just gives you a little bit of, you know, a, a, a chance. There's a chance that things may go well. And yes, I always believe that there's a chance. I, I believe in God. I, you know, I have my faith. Um, but, you know, what, what we need more than a little bit of faith right now. And we need... We, we need, need that we don't have. <sighs> common sense smack upside the head <laughs> well in other words decent parenting <laughs> but no i mean i, I mean I, I honestly i don't know because i mean i, I wish i had these. some of the people that you saw that day i mean i remember them not only were they uh many of now i did see some that were just milling around yeah on the on the extreme ends they were just completely like, agree yeah that happened so what are this shit going on here, Mabel? Golly. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> there are a lot of that. But the hardcores, and there were thousands, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of those, yep. those people were there because Donald Trump told them to be there. Yeah. And that's what they thought they had to do. They thought they were being patriotic. And the one thing I, I took away from those people that day, and the thing that I constantly see is that to them, Donald Trump is the Messiah. That, that he is their cult figure. He is solely responsible. They swear all allegiance to him, and they did that day. Well, think about this, though. I, think about it. I said this before. Like, think about it. Yeah, and to back up real quick, yeah, there were a lot of peaceful there. There were a lot of peaceful protesters there. There were some rioters there. There were insurrectionists there. And all those three things can be true. Yeah. You know, all the yeah, there were some peaceful people. There were people who were there in support of the president who were disgusted by what was happening and what those people were doing to me and my coworkers. All of those things can be true. You know, I, I saw, I saw they. Did you uh, see the Tucker uh, Carlson video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and that's what I'm talking about. How we showed them they were marching in in between and they were in single file line and they were taking pictures. And literally, I, a comedian afterwards, Marlon Wayans. I think it was Marlon Wayans. He was hosting a show, whatever. But he said, uh, yeah, on 9-11, those planes took off like normal planes too. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, Just because I, those, yeah, those, those planes enjoyed a normal flight until it didn't. 
you know, it, Tucker Carlson edited it so that the uh, maiden voyage of the Titanic was a success. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's the thing. Things can be both. Things can be true. There were peaceful protesters there. You're not being people prosecuted for walking up there and talking. You're being prosecuted for those moments when you were trying to kill others and, and breaking the property and marching in and shitting on Nancy Pelosi's desk and all the other yeah. stuff that they did. That I I don't care that they walked up there. I if that's what they did, if they just walked up there, I'd be fine with it. It was threatening my life, threatening your life, threatening others that bothered me. And yeah. the editing of that particular piece of video struck me as the most. Well, that's why they're going through what they're going through now in Delaware with the Dominion um, lawsuit. Yeah. Because of, because of things like that. And maybe that is one way to fix it. I don't know. I, I, maybe we'll see. What's life I, like I, for you now as a, as, as a police officer there? Um. You know, I, I, I keep in mind, I got to keep in my reason for doing what I do. I, I do believe in serving my country. I do believe in um, protecting democracy. I do believe in um, protecting people, um, helping people. I believe in myself to be a public servant. And I got to keep that in mind. That that's what I've got to continue to do. Um, serving my country, even people that I may disagree with politically, it's, it's a yeah. bigger, bigger picture I mean, hell, everybody has somebody that we disagree with. Every single person on this planet has somebody that we disagree with in some capacity. I disagree. Um, yeah, you <laughs> see, there you go. And you're, and you're entitled to it. And you're entitled to that. What you're not entitled to do is bash me upside my fucking skull for disagreeing with you. Um, do you look at crowds differently now? It's hard. It's Yeah, I get a little anxious, a little more anxious. And I... You know, I, I I don't mind being vulnerable, but I suffer from PTSD. Um, I, I that affect you in what way? Um, I I I I'm actually a little more fortunate. I don't have the debilitating um bouts with it that some people do. I'm able to walk into a building and not break down. And I don't say that in a sense, in a bad sense or a negative way at all, because that's some people's lives now. Um, some people. Uh, can't go through the the tunnel where that brutal fighting took place, where Michael Fanon almost lost his life and countless other officers almost lost their lives. Some people can't go to that spot anymore. Um, I'm able to. Uh, I, I I'm able to work through some things. I'm able to see um, people who may not have supported um, the Capitol Police or you know had alternative views about what happened that day. And still, I'm able to do my job um, because I realized the bigger picture and what, you know, what it is at stake. And, you know, democracy, like I said, it, it, it was so interesting. And I'll, I'll go back to the um, the vote for speaker. Uh, it was so ironic that almost a year to the date when they were voting for the new speaker, um, two years to the date, I'm sorry, we, Capitol Police, were fighting to defend what they were doing two years later, which is which is having a democratic process. Right. Which is which is how ironic is that? And that's yeah, the so thing that that's what people who didn't support you, you were still supporting them two years later. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's not about the person. It's about the institution. It's about what it represents. Like I've always said that. Think about it. That seat that one member or senator or governor or 
you know, state school board member, that seat that they occupy has existed before their existence. And it will continue to exist after they're gone. So we have to make sure we can preserve it. And that's what's important front and center um, because the person will change, the seat won't. Good point. We're going to take yeah. a short break. And when we come back, let's talk a little bit about how we make sure that it continues. Hey, you. Yeah, you. We're talking to you and we need your help. Seriously. As you probably know, independent journalism is a vital pillar of our democracy. Like everything else, it's not free. We're asking all longtime listeners of the show to help support us by becoming a member on Patreon. For the price of a latte, you can help guard democracy. Join us today at patreon.com slash JATQ podcast to help us keep bringing you the podcast you love and the facts you deserve. Hi, we're back. It's just asked the question, and this is the chug hour, so if you've got one, chug it. <laughs> chug it. Mm. Wild turkey, 101. I'm on. I'm having buffalo trace right now. Buffalo trace is good, too. I'm having buffalo it. trace. Wild turkey, oh, that's a great bourbon, man. Wild turkey, one was a great bourbon. Yeah, I was weaned on that and Jim Beam and, and uh, Maker's Mark and uh, that back when Maker's Mark was a small, actually was a small batch. Now it's not. Yeah, bad. yeah. I got a lot of private barrels of Maker's Mark. They they do a couple of different private labels and they're pretty good though. How did you become a an aficionado of bourbon? I, I made I started making more money and I could drink the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think that's what it was. It's so funny, man. I talk, I talk to these newer guys uh, at, at the job, and you know, we talk about these kids are 23, 24 years old, and guys are telling me, "What do you like to drink? Oh, I have a kamikaze, or you know, I may have, or 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 a hurricane. You know, maybe I'll have, maybe I'll have some whiskey." And I'm like, "Okay, cool, whiskey. What do you, what do you like? Um, maybe maybe some Jack Daniel's honey or something." Yeah. But I'm like, "Oh man." So I just started jumping, but, but, but that sounds like me when I was their age, though. You know, once you get a little older and you get a couple more dollars in your pocket, and and I did tell them those sugary drinks when you get older, they're going to tear you up, and you're going to be like, "Ew, never again." And then you have yeah. to start finding something that you actually like. So I'm like spending a hundred dollars on a bottle of bourbon. I'm, All right, sign me up. You know, said <laughs> The guy looked at me. He said, "A hundred dollars? Are you kidding me? No way!" And then, but I was like, "It's I can afford it." You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I was weaned on this stuff. I grew up in Kentucky, and we would never drink Jack Daniels. That's Tennessee piss water. That's yeah. Bourbon. So, yeah. <laughs> my my grandfather would had vile reactions if any if you said the word Jack Daniels, it was almost as bad as saying hard shell Baptist in his. Oh my- <laughs> In his living room. So, oh man, it was, it was bourbon, and it was uh, it started out with Jim Beam and God Lord that cheap Heaven Hill. But you know, once you tasted wild, turkey, well, Heaven Hill. That's the thing, Heaven Hill. Now their distilleries are crazy, man. I oh, saw yeah. a bottle of Heaven Hill twenty year bourbon going on like the secondary market, and hell, that's a whole different discussion on the secondary market for twelve hundred bucks a Heaven Hill twenty year bottle. So, well, I, so we talked a little bit about you know, hope and moving ahead. Yeah. 
Today, you know, a uh, mutual acquaintance of ours, Michael Cohen, was sued for $500 million for simply telling the truth against Donald Trump. Donald Trump is pissed off and trying to intimidate witnesses, not just Michael Cohen, but anybody else that would testify against him. And meanwhile, we're, we're looking at, um, as you said, the most divisive this country has been in, in my lifetime, um, certainly. And look, I remember, I was around, I remember I was a young kid, but I remember 1968 and there was, you know, Bobby got shot and, and uh, Martin Luther King got shot, Malcolm X got shot. All of them died that year. The Tet Offensive, there were people coming home in body bags. Uh, and of course, in April, the same day that Martin Luther King was assassinated, 2001 A Space Odyssey was in, in theaters. I mean, it was yeah. a weird time. But I never felt it was as divisive as it is now. And I don't know if that's a part and parcel because of social media, but I do think that if you go back to where you and I were on January 6th, it has an awful lot to do with that. So the question is, with yeah. it, as divided as it is, what do you see as the way forward? You were there. What would you like to see? What do you think we need? To well, do? well, let's just think about it for a minute. You know, uh, yeah, could it be social media? Maybe. I don't know. But, but one thing that is for certain, you can't, uh, ideologies, there's no way to get rid of ideologies. You know, like, and I'm not comparing people on the right to terrorists. I know some people do, but I take that seriously. Although, although the people on January 6th were, some could argue were domestic terrorists, that the ones that attacked us. But I'm just talking about an ideology of the right or conservative, whatever. You can't kill ideologies. You cannot do that. They just don't go away. They continue to exist. So what now is this MAGA, right? The MAGA movement is 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 it is it an idea it's not a party it's an ideology now right because look if donald trump when donald trump is gone you know who's next so who's next up to bat you know because those i those it's clear that those people needed somebody a voice for them and he he donald trump just ex, donald trump didn't create anything he just exposed it, exploited. He, ex, and exploited it exposed and exploited it and you know, but let's not create Donald Trump didn't create these people. He didn't create them. He just he just made them feel emboldened and empowered. They always existed, though. So that's why I don't think that, you know, it, this is something it may be new with it all up in our faces now. Like I said, maybe that has something to do with the coverage and social media and everybody has a voice now um, and everybody can get their voice out in some capacity. So maybe that has something to do with it. But I believe that it's always existed, man. And I, I agree. So, had, well, all right, for example, he, Donald Trump <clears throat> spoke on the 30th anniversary of the Waco uh, siege. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Now, I was at Waco, and I and I was at January 6th, and I yeah. can tell you those are the same type of people. These are the people that believe in the deep state, uh, you know, stockpiling weapons, and believe in you know in a cult leader and donald trump exploited all of that and uh used it to his advantage and those people are you're right they've always been there and he exploited them i guess the question is how do you move forward you know my my grandfather i, I invoked him earlier uh in his drinking he was a judge <laughs> and 11 but that explains a lot <laughs> And first generation, you know, no, he was actually, he was an immigrant. He came okay. from Lebanon and he, you know, he said, you know, we were always taught two things you don't discuss was politics and religion. 
with people, you know, that, that you allow people to believe what they want to believe and work together on things that where we can work together. I, I find it hard to talk with people today when it's all about a message and a signal. So they're signaling, I don't want socialism, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Well, do you want a police department? Do, do you want a school? Would yeah. you want a street? <laughs> How about a street light? How yeah, yeah, yeah. All of those are social issues, but the word socialism turns them off immediately and you can't talk to them. And I found that among the people on January 6th. January 6th. How do you how do you talk? How did you talk to him that day? And how do you talk? To, and by the way, uh, people can't see. Maybe they get, you're wearing a Black History shirt. You know, well, it says our uh, Black History Month, and the month is crossed out, and it just says period. Period. Yeah, I like yeah. that. <laughs> but yeah, the thing. You know, the things that they're fighting about now about not teaching in school, taught in school. Well, I knew about Jim Crow. I knew about the, the because we taught those things. So going backward to me sounds it, it, it's it, it 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 can be fatal to the United States and the ideals that are represented in our Constitution. So I, I don't know how I've tried. I don't know how to talk to him. How do you talk? To you him? know, I, I, I keep we can't be hypocritical. We can't be hypocritical and we can't suppress these people because that's what leads to where they are, because as and I'll, I'll venture to as, as bizarre as their thoughts are to me, they're I valid. They have the right. They have the right. They have the right to think that they have the right to their feelings, their views. They have those rights to do so, uh, you know, they but that, that's the right to act out. Violently. Correct. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But that, but that's, but that's why, the, but that's why it's so challenging because they have the right to do these things, you know, to say the government is a fraud, a fraud and they're after you. They have the right to do that. And that's why it's so challenging, because when Elon Musk brought Twitter, he gave these people life. He gave he gave these people another life. A, another life and more voice. But that's the thing. And, and if somebody tells them that they can't talk or whatever. You're not going to amplify so and so. And that's fine. Everybody has the right to do that. But that's why it's so challenging. Because the more you try to quiet these individuals or block them out, drown them out, it's kind of like the stronger and louder they get. Because they say, look at it. They're doing this to us now. And, and that's only fueling their point. So it's very challenging. And I wish I had an answer because we can, I can't be hypocritical. They have the right to do it. I think you're 100% wrong and bizarre and nuts sometimes. But you have the right to be nuts you know, well, that's, great. That, that's the statement you know which is behind the first amendment i disagree with what you say but we'll defend to death your right to say it i'm with correct and, and that's why we have elections all right bring it to you the table let's vote on it let's vote on it accept them <laughs> this, and that's the thing and that's and that's where the problem lies they don't accept the results of those elections now and that's how we've gone down this this rabbit hole this wormhole that we're there we're in now that is Donald Trump who did that. Correct. Correct. And that, yes, he, he did create that. Some or maybe to, to my history, I'm not a history no. buff. I've seen you at trivia. You're a good history buff. I've seen you at trivia. You know, your history, Yeah, that's... but that's my history. Donald Trump created that. Though, yeah. So. Donald Trump exacerbated existing conditions and created what is now the, the uh, well, hell six months, six weeks before the election. I asked him in the briefing room. I remember that. And he wouldn't do it. So yeah. he created all this. It's him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
and that and that's and that's what that's the problem. People don't have the they don't believe they don't accept the yeah, you could say whatever you want, and that's why we have elections. Put your person who believes what you do up, and we'll put our person up, and then we'll vote on it. And then whoever gets the most votes wins. Wins. Yeah. And then after that, work together. And, 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 <laughs> period. And you know what? That sounds like a noble concept. <laughs> well, we founded a country on it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Although when, when this country was founded, I couldn't become a, a, a... I was just about to say, yeah, we founded a country on it, but that was with a lot of stipulations that right. the only people who could disagree were white men. Yeah, that you and I would have been screwed. <laughs> and that's cha we too. changed a lot since then. We changed a lot. Throw in women, throw in people of color, you know. They wouldn't even let me in the country. <laughs> they wouldn't let you in, but they bought us here unvoluntarily. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Against our will. So, yeah, so yes, the country was founded on it, but the stipulations were a little different back then, you know. But I, I get, so tell me this. How has it changed for you, you know, two, two years on, doing what you do, knowing what you know now versus what you know then? You say we're more divided than ever, but... It, do you see anything positive from that experience? Um, I'm, I'm talking to you. <laughs> That's got to well, count for something. Good to see you too. That's got to count for something. No, man. I, I tell you what, man. I um, one thing that I I do take, I I I I love, is people who come up to me to come to visit the capital, as true American patriots, the real uh, patriots. Yeah. Um, they come up, they love their country, they revere it, they revere the institutions, they disagree with people, but they don't storm the Capitol. Those are the people, the people that participate in elections, um, those are the people that are, and they come up to me, they say, I know who you are, I recognize you, and I just want to thank you. And that just means so much to me. Like, I I just say, no, it's fine, no big deal. But it, it, I'm thankful. People... They care about it. Show the reason why it means so much to me is because it shows that people care about their country, um, and 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 they show it through actions that aren't insurrection like, you know, which 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 and that you know what and that's the stuff that gives me hope, you know, and and people that come up to me and I always ask them where they're from and they're from all over the country, you know, it's not a blue state or red, state. it's everywhere, all throughout the countries, and it gives me hope. You know that you know what there are people out there that care and you know that know my that know who I am and you know I I don't care if nobody knew who I was honestly and <laughs> that's nothing I wish nobody knew who I was I wish that shit never happened and I wish I didn't have a plan I would trade in every I would trade it all in in a heartbeat to that shit had never happened you know because it wasn't there's nothing good about it um it was very painful and. It's a memory that many of us will have for the rest of our lives. And you included. You were there. You'll never you'll never forget that. I was up there the other day and I walked by that wall where they were climbing up the wall. And for a second, you know, I looked behind me. Yeah. Tingle. I remember what and I I I certainly remember it. And it's still Yeah, it's a lot. You were whew. Yeah. I mean yeah. It, it's it wasn't a good day. And I get I, I don't know about you, but I really do have to hold back when I listen to people who weren't there. Yeah. Me what it was like being there when they had no idea and weren't. And the Tucker Carlson thing to me was very difficult. They want to trust a guy who I don't know, who wasn't there, 
and yeah. edited video to make it look like something happened that did not happen. It didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I know. And I, I, I I'm going to back up real quick because I just thought about this. And, you know, you said, well, what gives you hope or whatever? Do you have hope? And yeah, I, I got to say that those people that come up to me, they tell me that I give them hope. That's and I'm like, cool. wow, that's incredible. So that gives me not more purpose. I've already had, oh, I know my purpose, but I can see more purpose. People are counting on me to do whatever the hell I'm doing, which is doing my job, just what I think is right, following my conscience, following my heart. And people say that I give them hope or people say, you know what? I didn't like police at first, but I like these police officers. I wish more people, and you know what? That's what it's about. That's what it's about. If you could change one person, two people's minds, and it's all worth it, you know? So if you could say anything you wanted to Donald Trump, what would you say to him? Hold up. Let me call my lawyer, Mr. Mark Zade, first <laughs> and see, <laughs> see, if this, uh, see what he thinks right now. <laughs> um, just simply as justice is coming. Ooh, that's a good one. Justice. I, I, do, I, I think justice is coming, and that's why he sued Michael Cohen today. He's, he's, that's insane. I need to look at that. I gotta look at that, like the grounds. Cause didn't a couple of his other lawsuits that he filed against other people or his lawyers filed on his behalf result in like sanctions for his lawyers as yeah. because they were frivolous or something? Yeah. I'm no law guy. We gotta we gotta talk to a couple of our my favorite law people. Katie oh, Fang. I, I need to talk to Katie Fang. She's a very smart and Ari Melber. Those are two lawyers. I'm gonna call them up, see what they think about this. <laughs> well, here's my question for you: Who have you met that you are? I, I mean, I know that you had to go through hell on that day, but how has it opened up your eyes? And who have you met that you cherish the most meeting? You know, just being being thought enough that, that I don't think uh, the Presidential Citizens Medal, man. I, I yes. What honor, what an honor to have bestowed upon you. And one of the reasons that means so much more to me than any other accolade, because I feel like I earned that as an individual, because not just for what I did on January 6th, but for everything that I've done after, you know, speaking out, the attempt to get justice, um, accountability. And I did that, what, as an American citizen? That's why one of the reasons I did a lot, a couple of other officers, they wore their uniforms there. I wore but a suit because I, I this was me as an individual, Harry, the American citizen, not Harry Dunn, the police officer. And I took so much pride in that. And it means so much to me just to be considered worthy of it by the president of the United States on behalf of the American people. So I'm very honored and appreciative of that. That meant a lot to me. Um, I mean, sure, I, <laughs> uh, we... We have, I brought Sean Penn with us to the the hearings. You know, I, you know, I got to meet a couple of cool people. You know, hanging out. Um, Who surprised but, you the most? Hmm. Good question. Give me some. Let me think about that one. Let me think yeah. about that one for a little bit. <laughs> let me. Think, I'm gonna think about that one for a minute. But I mean, but I tell you what. But everybody has just been just the people that I have met. It's just people that have have reached out to me on Twitter, man, or, you know, emailed. Uh, uh, Jerry Ryan from Star Trek, you know, is amazing. You know, she told me how grateful she is. To me. What a great person she is, you know, and just just so many great people out in this world, man. And, you know. Seven uh, of nine. Huh? Seven of nine. Reached yeah. 
No, yeah, man. But, is futile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> correct. Correct. I tell you what. No, one thing. I I went to the um the Bruce Springsteen concert. Um, uh, Nils Lofgren had reached out to me, and what a what a great human being he is, and his wife, um, Amy. Um, it was so amazing. And when I'm walking down to my seats and uh, the audience, like a couple members in my section recognized who I was and they started like clapping and, you know, hey, thank you. Can we get pictures? And the person that I was with, I took uh, one of the widows of one of the officers who died by suicide with me um, from January 6th. I took one of the widows with me and she, she joked, she looked over, she was like, I'm eavesdropping on this guy's phone next to me. And he says, oh my, and he's texting a group. He's like, oh my gosh, Harry Dunn is sitting next to me. <laughs> <laughs> and she's cracking up and I'm cracking up, but it was just, it was just so, it was cool, man. You know, I, because you know, people I'm, look I'm, up to you for what you did. And I'm six, know. seven, dude. Of course they look up to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, duh. no, man, I'll tell you what. I, I mean, I don't, I don't take it for, I try to, I try to be light about it, lighthearted about it, but uh, I don't take it for granted at all. And I'm just, I'm really appreciative um, that I, I will say that my voice is my voice. I'm going to use my voice to speak out on what I believe. I'm not going to use, cater my voice, my feelings, my beliefs to appease somebody else. What makes it very rewarding to me is the things that I feel and that I say, so many other people feel that way. And that makes me feel good. So I will continue to use my voice. Um, I'm not going to cater my message. Uh, but if, if what I'm saying resonates with you, I'm more than happy to keep saying it. Yeah. Uh, or in my case, I'll, I don't give a shit if <laughs> <laughs> What is it? Well, see, that's it. See, that's the difference between you and me. I, we just said the exact same thing, but I said it so much more eloquently. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah I'm of the I don't give a shit variety. That's, that's I'm going to say what I got to say, motherfucker. So you, and that's it. Yeah, like yeah. it or don't like it, I'm here all day. Try the veal. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and that's why I appreciate you. Yeah. And, yeah. I I find that. Um, it, it's that's why I have hope. Yeah. That's why I continue to have hope because of what you just said. It does resonate. There are people who are tired of it, but there are people who are so busy with going through their own life on an average day, just trying to get the kids to school, uh, soccer practice, feed the dog, make the beds, uh, pay the bills because by God, it's not easy doing that. You got to have <clears throat> both the uh, father and the mother working and, and the kids working and everybody's busting their ass. Everybody's doing it, yeah. So when they look up and they see you doing what they appreciate, that's why it gives me hope. Because I think yeah. there are more of those people than there are the seditionists who don't get it. My only hope for my profession is that we continue to like, a, I don't know, or at least start producing vetted facts so we all have. Well, those exist. No, 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 those exist. People just don't choose to accept them. That's true too. That's <laughs> those, 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 they, they exist. You know, like people will listen to this podcast and they'll go in the comments and they'll say, oh, you're full of crap. Okay. And that's good. That's, they, they didn't even listen to a word that we said, you know, like they didn't listen to a word we said, you know, like people, people have asked oh, me. Well, there are people are going to say, you just did this so you can meet Bruce Springsteen. 
<laughs> yeah, it, 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 that's the thing. People's hey, the boss is fucking awesome, man. Like, <laughs> but I tell you what, man, man. But that's the thing. Like, you know, people they don't even they don't even want to come to those tables to have these discussions about anything. Like, people have asked me, well, what about the the Antifa folks in the BLM that attacked Portland and Minnesota? And Minnesota? Yeah, I get that. And I and I and I've said, I don't give a damn who you are. Keep your hands to yourself, and if you don't, right. you pay the price. Whether that's BLM, it's, I don't give a—I don't care who you are. You don't have the right to put. Oh. And those people need to be held accountable. I—I I, I don't care being on the record and say it. If those people were looting and burning stuff, they need to be held accountable. I don't. Yeah. So what? Well, it's the same with the shooting in Louisville, my hometown. And I said, you know, this is enough. We need to do something about this. Police are at risk. Yeah. Policeman got shot. People died. I knew one of the people that died. And someone said, well, it's the crazy people on the left. And I go, so we agree crazy people shouldn't have guns. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's not like, that's the thing. I don't realize. Right or middle. Those ex- I think the extremists, they can't acknowledge that two things can be true at the yeah. same time. You know? Or that there's a common root cause. It's, I, I don't know, crazy left or crazy right. You don't need that. Just the word It doesn't crazy. matter. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't. Uh. What's the common denominator? Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They're going to shoot someone. If you put, yep. I'm less worried, honestly. I'm less worried about the guy who stockpiles weapons and has, you know, romantic dreams of his Glock than yep. the guy who has never had a weapon before, never yep. had a problem with the cops. And one week ago, he went and bought an AR 15. What an AR 15. Yeah. And, and, and that's how it always goes. Yeah. That's their that's how it always goes. Yeah. Oh, we never knew him. He wouldn't hurt a fly. Yeah, he did. It's always the quiet ones. I want yep. to look next to one of those loudmouth motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those are the harmless ones. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna take. Oh, a, we're gonna take a Definitely. short break, and when we come back, we'll have a few final thoughts. Hey, just ask the question, podcast listeners. If you've got a second, head on over to Twitter and follow our official page, J-A-T-Q Podcast. That's J-A-T-Q Podcast. In this modern age of misinformation and deceit, Just Ask the Questions newsletter cuts through the BS and gets to the truth. With Brian's in-depth articles, columns, and exclusive content not found anywhere else. Get the scoop and stay in the know. Sign up for the Just Ask the Question newsletter now at substack.com slash J-A-T-Q podcast. Hi, we're back. It's Just Ask the Question. I am your host, Brian Karam, and coming up next on America's Most Wanted, John Walsh <laughs> will choke the living shit out of a convicted felon. But first, <laughs> listen, no, I, I'm sorry. That was, that was, anyway, uh, we're, we're here with Harry uh, Dunn, who is a police, Capitol Police officer who was there the day of the of the insurrection, and we're talking about uh, what's happened since. And Harry, I appreciate you being here again, as always. Um, but Amen. let's let's we talked a little bit about our favorite bourbon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, but let's talk a little bit about where would you like to see the country twenty years from now, and for your children and grandchildren, what would you like to see? I think of one word that comes to mind when I want when I want for this country is I want it to be em- em- empathetic. I want more empathy in this world. Just care about your fellow mankind or, you know, 
sorry, whatever I'm supposed yeah. to use in that using that sentence. But no, it's just just care about each other. Let's just care about each other more, man. Let's care about each other. And you know, it's it's just something as simple as like I had I I I, tra I I'm a training officer and we meet new people and I met somebody and this person told me their name and I was like, well, I'm just gonna call you Jay. And they were like, no, 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 don't call me Jay. You call me anything except Jay. Okay, cool. Whatever you like, I'm called. And but th and that just goes to the whole like the pronouns thing and yeah. whatever. Whatever people why whatever people like, let them like it. Yeah, that's it. Like, what, if you like it, I love it. Go yeah. go. Enjoy it. That and I mean, I may not give you grief on occasion. Just correct, exactly. <laughs> but whatever you like, okay. I, I, and you know what? I'm just going to call. That's it. I won't call. I will call you now. I'll call you whatever you desire to be called, and that's it. Because that's what you want. You know, it's just you know. And but that's what. But that's what I want. That's what I want for this country. Just people to just care about each other more. You know, uh, on any side, you know, just to make it clear to the trolls and bots that I don't care any side. Everybody needs to treat each other and care about each other. Um, you know, when uh, Senator John Fetterman went checked himself into rehab, it was he got a, he got crushed. He got crushed. And then uh, uh, when Mitch McConnell went to the hospital because he had, I think he did he fall tripped and fell. he yeah. tripped and fell, and the, the people were attacking him. I'm just like, wait a minute, man, what? Where's the humanity? Where's right. the why can't we just care about and wish them well? And, and well, they don't side with us and they're not yeah. and it, it, and it, it sucks that that's where we at. So and, you know, I wish that, you know, sure we can call a spade a spade without, you know, setting that 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 spade on fire, you know. Right. You know and still it, recognizing that we're all humans. Correct. We're all on the very on this earth for a very short time. And God knows if Eight billion people actually work together rather than trying to beat each other up. What could we accomplish? What could we accomplish? Yeah. You so, know, yeah. You know, imagine. But I'll, imagine. You know, it was my grandfather who said. I remember, and this st sticks with me. Um, Muhammad Ali, Louisville boy, named Cassius Clay, and he changed his name to Muhammad Ali. And there was a guy in my grandfather's house that said, "I ain't calling him that. That's not his name." And my grandfather said, a man has a right to call himself whatever he wants, and you show him respect by calling him what he has to be, to be called. So if he wants to call himself Muhammad Ali, Mazel Tov, he's Muhammad Ali. Period. I get that. And that's it. I just, why we would let what other, you know, what, I've heard this line so many, I've heard it in rap lyrics. I don't, I don't even know where it originated, but what you eat doesn't make me shit. Yes. You know, like, whatever. So I don't care. Do your thing. Make you happy, dude. If you would eat if all it that, does, spicy, we got problems. Brother. If you would eat all that spicy food, it don't got to come out of me. Like, you know, Unless you part oh, of the human centipede. So <laughs> man, just do what makes you happy, man. And and people, let let as long as you're not hurting anybody, then right. Let it. Let it. Slide. But this where but this where we're at now, and that's. In 20 years, man, I just I hope that more people would just care about others, like, you know, just just like more care, caring world, empathetic world. You think we'll make it the next 20 years? God, I hope. I still got to pay this mortgage off, man. <laughs> I tell you what, what I tell you what, I tell you one thing that ain't going anywhere. This damn mortgage payment, you know, I heard that. <laughs>
Favorite bourbon? Oh man, the best bourbon I've ever tasted. And you know what? I this is my plan for my when my book comes out. I don't have it now, but it's it's I'm going to track it down by October, October 24th. My book comes yeah. out. Standing my ground. Available order for order now. Um, shameless plug. But Old Forester Birthday Bourbon is probably the best bourbon I've ever tasted in oh. my in my Old Forester Birthday oh, Bourbon. Oh, Old Forester. Oh, so good. It's so Pappy good. And Winkle, you like Pappy? Pappy is delicious, but but I it's delicious. Like, but that's the thing with these bottles; they're so hard to get. These uh, the highly allocated bottles. It's not like you can just walk in a store, any store, and just go get it without uh, dropping twelve, fifteen hundred we'll bucks. In Louisville, I'll take you on the Bourbon Trail again. Let's do it. Let's do it. You are definitely invited. Let's do it. My my, do I, it. I've got a family that's in that business, so we can. We can definitely come up with the right. You, you, you know a guy. Yeah, know, hey. <laughs> I'm telling you, I know a guy. I know a guy. I know a guy. It's a tough room, but I know a guy. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do uh, it. Anytime, brother. Anytime. <laughs> well, listen, yeah. thanks for being on. Damn, an hour went fast. <laughs> fast, man. <laughs> I Time flies when you're having fun. Yes, always. And, and you know, and remember trivia, brother. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. No. <laughs> so, the name of your book, Harry, is Standing My Ground um, on shelves and on any at your local bookstores and national bookstores, October 24th. Available for pre-order now. I st stand my ground. St standing my ground. Standing yep. my ground. Look forward to it wherever fine books are sold. Fine books are sold. As, as always, it's a pleasure. Okay. Thanks, man. Good talking with y'all as always. Yep. The name of the show is Just Ask the Question. I am your host, Brian Kiram. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.